Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast, and we are in week four of our Jesus Saved series. Yes, it's hard to believe this series is coming to an end, but I hope you got a lot out of this series. Very impactful messages. Closing out today, we have Pastor Ron A. Jones Thompson, and she talks about how we all fall short of the grace of God, how we all are sinners. Like the saying goes, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. But the good thing about it is, Jesus saves sinners. And so this is where I want to rest on today as we are talking in this text today. You're guilty and somehow you've been given a pardon. Guilty but forgiven. Before we get started, we'd like to give you the opportunity to partner with us, and that's by sowing a seed into this ministry so we can keep producing these podcasts, our YouTube videos, our Facebook Live to continue to reach people who are looking to meet Jesus, change their life, and find their purpose. Now, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can text New Antioch, all one word, to 77977. Next, you can use Cash App. That's New A Aliante, two A's. And please use your government name so we can give you the proper credit. You can visit our website. That's newantioch-aliante.org. Follow the donate tab and it'll take you safely and securely. You can mail it in. That's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, on to the episode. We're going to go into John 18 and we're going to read verses 1 through 11. In the New Living Translation, it should be before your screen, before you on the screen. And let's read together. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teacher of religious law and the Pharisee brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, and they put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could, but Jesus stood Let's read that again. They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and he said, all right. Say that one more time. Throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. They just stood up again. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. And man, as you take your seat, I want you to tell the one next to you, Jesus saves sinners like me. One of my favorite movies in all of the whole wide world, and I don't even understand why they didn't call me, because I believe that um, I could have did a better job than Taraji, but... They called her to play Suge Avery, um, and, and I believe I could have pulled it off. I believe I knew every song. I could have walked the walk. I, you know, I could have been at the juke joint, too. You know, I, I believe if they had called upon me, I would have been able to handle the part. But they chose her. They chose her, but, you know, I like the original one. So I'm going to let you guys see a scene from the original one, and then we'll talk about it.
security guards, workers on the corner, the president of the United States, uh, the, the nicest lady on the corner, the old little lady. We all sin. We are all sinners. We all sin. Uh, the most loving person you know is a sinner. You, you know your, your mama? Yeah, she's a sinner. Yeah, she, he is sinner too. You, 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 all of us are sinners. Bottom line, that's what the Bible says. Who, who is sinners? The one that lives without law. Uh, the, the one that is not righteous. That's how the Bible defines it. Uh, the one that is unfaithful to God. The one that you can, that's been condemned to darkness and secrecy. The one that's lost in their mind. The one that has fully separated themselves from God. Who are sinners? The one that is spiritually sick. The one that is of the evil devil. All of us. Bottom line, are sinners. But the Bible says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save which that are lost. That's me, that's you, that's her, that's him, that's our babies, that's our neighbors, uh, that's the drunks, that's the prisoners. Uh, the, the, the Son of Man has come to seek and save which are lost. In March of 1854, in Madison County, Indiana, six white men murdered nine Indians. And they were caught in the act. And their punishment was death. Amongst them was a young man by the name of John Bridges, Jr. He was with his father and his uncle. And, and they were both and all together going to be hanged before the people. John Bridges Sr., your penalty is death. Uncle Andrew Sawyer, your penalty is death too. John Bridges Jr., you also have been convicted and your sentence is death. So they took the father and the uncle first. And so I could, here is uh, Junior watching as his father and his uncle are shackled behind and they're walking up to be hung. Uh, the, the, he, he's watching to see what is going to happen. I don't know if he's ever seen it before, but he, he's there in the midst of them about to see his father and his uncle died to their death and so he I can imagine if I was him how terrified how scared he was he was because at any moment he was next so they stood his uncle and his father up and they put the noose around his neck and the man said you've been convicted of death and he pointed and the bottom of the floor fell out from underneath his father and his uncle. And they were strangling to death. Their arms was moving. Their bodies was moving. And they were strangling because they had no more breath to be able to breathe or to come up. They couldn't even try to tear out their skin. All they could do was just take it. And now it was Junior's turn. It was his turn to go through the same death as his father and his uncle that he just watched. So, Junior, go ahead and step up here. He's probably shaking really, really bad. He's probably like, ain't nobody going to say nothing because it's a crowd of people like you watching me about to die. Nobody going to say anything? I know I committed the crime, but... I'm just a young boy. I was following daddy Nim. My uncle and my dad told me it would be okay, but we got caught for some reason. Nobody's going to say anything. Come up, Junior. He places the noose around his neck. And the guy says, you've been convicted of death. And he's shaking, and there's a voice way in the back running saying, wait up, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. He has a pardon, he has a pardon. Don't do it, don't go through it. He, no, 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 go ahead, he has a pardon. It was the governor of 
He was running through the crowd saying, no, 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 wait. And in the moment where he was between death and life, Jesus stepped in with a pardon. He was between death and life. Within 30 seconds, within a moment, within a, a second of time, and, and the governor was saying, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Don't kill him. He has a pardon. And from that day forward, Junior lived a life that was better than what he had ever did. He wanted to know who this God was that saved him. So he decided to go on a journey for Jesus. He lived 51 more years after that. And all his life was dedicated to finding Jesus and telling people that one story before he died. And so this is where I want to rest on today as we are talking in this text today. Uh, you're guilty and somehow you've been given a pardon. Guilty but forgiven. I'm guilty, uh, but somebody has issued a pardon on my behalf. Uh, I did it. How many can say you did it? I did it. Uh, but God, thank you for grace today. It showed up right on time. I, I, I was in it. I was sleeping with it. I was messing around with it. Yes, I smoked it. Uh, but God, I thank you for grace today. Uh, even though I'm guilty, you showed up on my behalf. Yes, I lied. Guilty of it. Yes, I stole drugs. Guilty of it. Uh, yes, I, yes I, I, I took a little something out the cash register. Guilty of it. How many can say that you were guilty of it? Guilty of gossiping. Guilty of slandering somebody's name. Guilty of adultery. Guilty of, of fornication. Guilty of porn. How many can say I was guilty? I was guilty. I was guilty. But there was a pardon issue on my behalf. Because the Bible says who the son set free is free indeed. He, who the son set free is free indeed. So let's look at verse 3 in here as Jesus was speaking. And I got a little problem with this verse because it seemed like it was just thrown in. Like when you read it, you got to probably go to verse 7 to start, and then it just kind of thrown in. But we, we, let's read the verse. It says, as Jesus was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, and they put him in front of a crowd. Teacher, they said, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, and the law of Moses says to stone her. Where are my stones? Where are my stones? And so they looked at him and says, what do you say? Her sin was adultery. And they say she was caught in the act. You, you caught in the act. You put it down there. Caught in the act. And, 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 and so the, 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 when I look up adultery, what it says is that it's a voluntary act of sexual intercourse between a married man and someone other than his wife. Or is between a married woman and someone other than her husband. Well, why is she the only one standing up here? I, I was confused at, at, at what had just happened here. Because she can't be in adultery by herself. It's impossible for you to catch me when ain't nobody around. Like, I had a problem with what was happening here. And so I'm like, it takes two to tangle. Not one, it takes two. To tangle, it takes two to be in this adulterous relationship. Like you know who he, who your wife is, but you called me. It takes two to tangle, right? But you chose her. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna grab you in the midst of whatever y'all was doing. You know what y'all be doing in the midst of what y'all. I'm gonna grab you and bring you in front of a crowded people and shame you. And, I, and I'm going to ask Jesus, the one they say is Jesus, right? He's the son of man. I'm going to ask him, what do you say do? Hmm. You see, this is how the 
Pharisees and the religious people, uh, they thought about things. They had motives behind what they were thinking. Uh, they, they had motives about what they wanted to happen. It just wasn't that they wanted to embarrass her, but they wanted to find out if whether or not Jesus was going to break a law. The scriptures don't say bros was uh, right behind her or bros was going to be next. Uh, 1 through 11 says nothing about bros that was with her. And never mentioned him. So he off and he moved on with his life and his woman and she about to die. What are we talking about here? Uh, you know, so, so again, you, 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 you want to you wanna, you wanna submit some evidence, but you're not telling the whole truth. You're not telling everything. You're only saying something. But isn't that like an accuser? Isn't that like an accuser? You know, they tell a bit of the truth, but not the whole truth. The rest of the truth is all lies. You know, it's something they make up sometimes out of their own mind, out of their own insecurities, out of their own habits, out of their own bad dreams. And the accuser is like Satan. That's what the Bible says. The Bible calls Satan an accuser. He is the one that accuses the brethren lies after lie after lie after lie. You're not the only only one that's fearful you're not the only one that has the insecurity but the enemy will make you believe that you are you're not the only one that's been in an abusive relationship you're not the only one that's been divorced you're not the only one that has smoked weed drunk alcohol you're not the only one that's gambling you're not the only one being slick on the side you ain't the only one with secrets you're not the only one you're not the only one that has attempted suicide you're not the only one that is depressed you're not the only one with bad kids let me say that one more time you're not the only one with bad kids you're not the only one with bad kids you're not the only one in a bad relationship you're not the only one you're not the only one but the accuser will make you think you're in the loneliness by yourself you are you a team of one Renee you in a team of one ain't nobody else sad ain't nobody else angry ain't nobody else got no insecurities why y'all looking at me Ain't nobody else got no insecurities. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I may have been a prostitute before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I may have slept around a little bit, but I'm not the only one. But the accuser will make you think and believe that his word is true. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us of our sin before God, and he doesn't want God to extend grace and forgiveness to us. He doesn't want us to receive God's grace. So who are the accusers in your life? Is it mama? Is it your dad? Is it a friend? Is it TikTok? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Who's the accuser in your life? Is it the one you turn on the TV? Who is the accuser in your life? Verse 4 says, well, what are you, what are you going to say, Jesus? The Pharisees wanted to say, see if they could get God trapped in a lie. Because if he said, go ahead and, 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 and kill her, or set her free, then he would be breaking the law of Moses. But if he said, go ahead and kill her, now he's breaking the law of Rome. And, and, and so the only thing I remember God saying is that he looked at him, and then he went down to writing. He said nothing at all. You know, and so if, if I was God, Jesus, in this moment, this is what I would have said. Is y'all fools crazy? You brought this woman half naked in here. I'm in the midst of teaching these people, and here you come being an idiot. Is you crazy? Like, what was her sin? Adultery? Well, where's the other person? Who was with her? Was it anybody with her besides you and him? Was you the one caught in adultery with her? I, I would have probably been writing this fool. He just dumb. Now, how many, well, how many sins you got? I, I think I seen you last week with some sin, right? I think I seen you over there doing some stuff you ain't have no business. I, I would have been writing real hard, probably would have broke my pen, because I'm like, I'm like Medea. 
55 times a million. I, I would have just kept going. But it was Jesus. You know, he, Jesus cool as a fan, right? Don't nothing bother him. He cool as a fan at all times. At all times. So he said nothing to them. He just, he just, he looked at them. And then he stooped down and he wrote in the sand. And so as, as, as they continued to push him over and over again because they wanted something from him, they wanted him to answer, they wanted to say something to them, but, but, but he refused to say something. And so this is what he said. He said, if any of you have never stood before, then I want you to take this stone and you throw it. If any of you have never sinned at all, I want you to take this stone and you throw it. One by one, the oldest from the youngest. Went ahead and bagged on back. Tiptoe out. You know y'all that be trying to leave church real early. Y'all see me? I wasn't even there. They ain't going to get me. I'm behind the crowd. And so for me, right, 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 I ain't Jesus because he ain't say nothing, right? He, he just was silent. I would have been like, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, bro. Come on, Cletus. You had some words to say. Let's talk about it. Come on, Cletus. You bad. I would have been like, come on and let's talk about it. You want to put all her mess out here. You want to bring her in front of the crowd and embarrass her. But, but you don't want to be caught on your stuff. You don't want nobody to talk about your stuff. Your stuff is secret. Your stuff is hidden. But come on, you want to bang on her. Let's bang on you too, bro. But, but, but that, that ain't what Jesus did. That's not what he did. That's why, they, that's why they didn't put my name in the Bible. I didn't put it nowhere in the Bible. I looked for it. You know, because the one thing I realized, that ain't nobody perfect but Jesus. Nobody's perfect but Jesus. And Jesus knew that. Why? Because he was the one who invented the law in the beginning. He was there with Jesus when they decided to write out the Ten Commandments. And so how was you going to get him caught up in your life? How are you going to get him caught up in, in breaking the law? He, he said, I'm not going to get in that trap. I, I, I'm going to say it one more time. He who throws the first stone that's never sinned before, you throw it. And so here's what I picture in my mind. I'm sorry. Imagine we're in the crowd. Um, Jackie, Marias, Sharonda. Come here, let me in. Pick up a rock. <laughs> See how that go? Nobody wanted that big one. You know, because all, all he did, all he did was tell a little white lie. She, on the other hand, she done killed somebody. He, on the other hand, he, uh, he, he high as all can be every day. And, and, and she over here, she over here robbing folks uh, uh, every day. And then her right here, just, you, you're just talking. You're just talking, talking about people. You're, you're cursing people a lot. Uh, but y'all gave little stones. But this is what he said. You go ahead and throw the first stone if you haven't sinned. And all of a sudden, they began to drop them one by one. One by one. And they tipped on out. As if they was never there. But this stone right here was meant to kill you. This sin I'm holding right here is my secrets. 
It's the one I fight with in my mind every day. It's the one I struggle with on my identity. This stone right here was supposed to kill me. But in that moment, God not only taught them a lesson, he also provided them grace. And so as the stones were dropping one by one, he was like, adulterer, I forgive you. You, 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 you tried to kill yourself? I forgive you. You, 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 you slandered. Uh-oh. You, you, you slandered a few people on your way here. You lied. You accused a few people. You told some bad stories. You, you did some bad things. I know the weight is heavy, but I still, I forgive you. They were dropping one by one. And there was a crowd of people. And so I they never said anything about anybody else. But I wonder what was your sin? Were you dropping it in that moment too? Were you available to hear what Jesus was saying to everybody? It was okay because in that moment there was grace for you and you and you. There was grace for you to give it all up. It was grace. And nobody was going to hold you accountable for it. Because he looked at the woman and he said, it's just me and you standing up here. Ain't nobody else around us. Where are the accusers at? And so all he said was, go and sin no more. Go and be forgiven. Go and, and, and come back and be in relationship with me. Just, just go because you're not going to die today. I'm giving you another chance. I'm giving you another chance of relationship with me. I'm giving you another chance to get it right. I'm giving you another moment and time to be healed. I'm giving you another moment to come into peace. I'm giving you another moment to come. He said, so come. He said, come, drop everything like they did and come. Come, come for your healing. Come, come and be delivered. Come and get your mind set right. Come, he said, he's offering grace in this moment. And just like he offered them grace, he's offering us grace today to come and get healed. Come and be delivered from the thing that has been holding you year after year. The thing that's been guiding your heart. The thing that has been, has been guiding your mind. He says, come. And let it all go. When we come to this altar, it's a place of letting go. It's a place where there's no judgment. I can't judge you. I got my own stuff. My bag heavy. And I'm trying to drop it all off. I'm trying to leave it where it is because I've been carrying it too long. And when you carry stuff too long, it spills out. It spills out on the job. It spills out in the home. It spills out in your relationships. It spills out. You think it's hidden. You think nobody can see it. I see you. I see you. God sees you. And so on today. In this moment, I want you to think in your mind, what am I holding on to? What am I carrying? What's weighting me down? What's causing me to feel so bad all the time? What's hindering me from moving forward? What's stopping my progress? Stopping me from being happy and receiving my joy, receiving my peace. What am I caught up when and, and, and that I want, I'm ready to give up. I like it, but the sin is not happy all the time. The sin brings me down. This, the sin causes me to have these crazy thoughts. The sin makes my mind wonder. The sin makes me create all these images and things in my mind. And I'm, I'm tired of feeling like I'm all alone, stuck in dark places. It's time to come to the light. 
God is offering grace today. Grace to be healed. Someone told me, you just got to be healed. Do you want to be healed? I'm like, I'm trying, but I got all this stuff. She said, well, lay it down. Put it down. You, you, you're trying to hold it and be healed. You can't carry it and be healed at the same time. You got to let it go. I know they hurt you. I know mom and daddy wasn't there sometimes. I know they talked about you. I know they put names on you. They put you in categories. I know they didn't choose you. I know in the middle of a sin, it felt good in the moment. But then afterwards, I felt bad. I felt icky. I felt nasty. It wasn't your fault being raped. It wasn't your fault being molested. It wasn't a fault that somebody threw you away. It wasn't your fault that nobody picked you up from the jailhouse. It wasn't your fault that nobody adopted you. It, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault that you drunk because that's all you see mama and daddy doing, auntie and uncle. It, it wasn't your fault to be an alcoholic. It, it was just something you picked up by habit. It, it was in your lineage. It, it wasn't your fault that you were sick all the time because you played it over and over in your mind all the time and that sickness became you. It wasn't your fault. But if you would join me here at this altar today, as we let some things down because I don't know about you I'm just tired of carrying this load and the only one that can hold it for me at this point is Jesus I'm tired of circling I'm tired of going backwards I'm tired of remaining in the same place and if that's you on today join me here you can either pray by yourself and kneel at the altar or I got some power behind you that will come and speak life into you, that will come and place their hands on your back, place their hands on your heart. I, I have some power behind you that is going to fight for you intentionally today. See, I don't want you to miss the moment. See, in the moment, if nobody had, if the, if the, if the guy... Thank you, Jesus. What an amazing word, a word that we needed. Let's thank God for Pastor Rane on today. You all, that is Pastor Rane. God, we thank you. I just want to say this because of the story that she gave us from the Bible, we're all in the room including Jesus. He's in the room. But of the people, we're all here. And at any moment, we could be in a different spot in that story. For some of you today, you're the woman that they brought before Jesus. You did get caught doing something. And maybe the rest of them didn't get caught, but you did. And so you're guilty. You're in the room today. And then also in the room are the accusers. We all have been there like Pastor Ronnie said, you've accused somebody of something. Even if you caught them in the act, you still are pointing your finger. You still talking about them. You still want people to know I caught them doing that. They try to sit in this church and act like they all that. I remember when. They ain't all that. I went to high school with them. I was, I was at the club with them. I know them. And you still pointing your finger at people. You still pointing your finger at your ex-husband, ex-wife, the mother or father of your children, the people that hurt you. You're still pointing your finger. You keep dragging them out before people. You're telling on them. We're in the room. And then the crowd is in the room. Those that are just watching. 
We really ain't on nobody's side. I'm not on her side or the accuser's side. I'm just watching. Trying to see what's going to happen. But I want those of you who said, wait a minute now. I'm not the, the one who was caught guilty. I'm not the one who was accusing anybody and pointing fingers. I'm just in the crowd. Just in the crowd. I want you to hear what she said. Because if you're in the crowd, then there's grace in this room for you too. Jesus didn't leave out the crowd. Because at any moment in our lives, and most of us have been, I've been the guilty, I've been the accuser, and I've been the crowd. At any moment, the roles can shift and you'll be standing in a different position than what you were in. And so I want us to understand the grace of God. Jesus saves. We are, have been saved. We are being saved. And we will be saved. For what you're going to do, because none of us is perfect, I want us to understand that. And so for those of you who is like, well, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go up there. That's not my, my altar call. I want you to know that the grace reached you in your seat. And that he's speaking and resting on you too. That Jesus saves no matter what, no matter what has gone on. And then there's a, a group of people in the room that you have not, and you know you haven't, invited Jesus into your heart into your life that's how he saves you we don't want to wait until we're standing in front of a mob and say Jesus please do something for me well we don't have no relationship when you have the opportunity right now before anything starts happening or going wrong or anything just right here in this peaceful moment like Jesus I have never invited you into my life and I want to because I don't only want to know you as a savior in troubled times. I don't only want to be a, in the midnight hour, the clock is running out and now I need you, Jesus. I want to know you in peaceful times. I want to know the Jesus that, that has fun. Y'all didn't know that, did you? I want to know you, Jesus, that is comfort, that's my company. I want to know you as my wise counsel, that one that walks alongside me when I don't know what to do. I want to know you in all ways, Jesus. And this is your opportunity to do that, to invite Jesus into your heart. And some of you know that you haven't done that before or it's been a long time since you did. And you look like Junior. Y'all remember Junior? In the story she just told, he was standing up there waiting for his turn. But there was a pardon coming. Some of you know, you know. I don't know how I'm sitting in this room. I don't know how I'm still married. I don't know how I still got my job. I don't know how I'm still healthy in my body. I don't know why I'm not in the hospital. I don't know why I'm not in prison. I don't know why. You don't even know how you stand in here. Junior didn't know how in the world. Who put forward a pardon for me? Who put my name down so that somebody could come running through the crowd saying, stop. Somebody's running through the crowd for you today. Pastor Ronnie got on her running shoes. She was running through the crowd for you today. Wait. I got a pardon. Wait, I got the word of God. Wait, Jesus loves you. Wait, it don't have to end like this. Wait. And so if you're in the room today, and you just, you know, you know, I've, I've, I haven't said that. Then we're going to invite you to say that prayer today. And it's a simple prayer and it's done when you say it. That you're going to invite Jesus into your life. And if you know you've been gone too long, I walked away. 
and I don't know him anymore, then this is your opportunity. Y'all, this, is, this really is life or death. This really is life or death. Y'all, we all leave in this place. Nobody gets to stay on earth. There's life after this. There's a better life right now. But it's in Jesus. Oh, if we had the time for the people in here that Jesus have saved to tell you what he did, nobody would leave the same. I love the way Tisha, she, she tries to sing it into you. And for those of you who are here, it's like, why does she keep saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? Over and over, all of the songs that they sang today, she's just saying Jesus, 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 over and over. For those of you, this is your first time here, and you're like, what in the world are they singing? Number one, there's power in the name of Jesus. And so every time we say it, even when we just say it, we believe something is happening. Why do we sing Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over and over? Because they have relationship. She can sit up here all day and night and tell you about it because she knows what he's done for her. She can't give credit nowhere else. And so we say it over and over. I don't have enough thanksgiving. I don't have enough time to thank Jesus for the things that he has done for me. And so we just, we, we try to worship him. We try to bow down before him. We try to extend our hearts to him. We try to let you know why I'm saying it. If you only knew my story and her story and his story, if you only knew it was only Jesus, y'all. I know why I can stand right here. It's because Jesus. And so I just want to give you an opportunity. Don't keep missing your opportunity. We don't know what tomorrow has. Somebody said in our last community group, tomorrow may not be tomorrow. And we just pause and like, whoa, that was heavy. Just tomorrow may not be tomorrow. And we think the next time I come to church, now that's when I'll invite Jesus into my life. Well, tomorrow may not be tomorrow. Next time may not be next time. And so if you want to, let's stand all over the place. And let's say this prayer together. Get your heart centered. That's good. That's good, Mr. Terry. I, I heard him make an exhale. <sighs> I center my life on you, Jesus. And let's say this prayer all together. Lord Jesus, I need you. I've made some mistakes. I'm guilty. I ask you on today, forgive me. Come into my life. Save me. Keep me. Lead me. I'll make you the Lord of my life. I need you, Jesus. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Could you believe as simple as that? Can you believe it's as simple as that? When you invite him in with your heart. Now, if you said that for the first time, or you know what you needed to reconnect to him, just raise your hand because I just want to see you in the room. I said that I see you. I see you over. And I said this prayer. I see you, ma'am. I said this prayer. And I needed to let you know, Jesus, that I'm inviting you in. I've been away, but I'm back. Oh, I've been away, but I'm here now. And so if that's you, we just, we have a book for you because we don't want you to leave here not equipped. And so I see the hand over here in the corner. Raise your hand high so that I can see them. I see you. 
I see the hands. Let me pray for you right now. Father God, I just say thank you for those who have received you into their hearts and into their lives. God, I thank you that nothing can snatch this seed away from them. I thank you that they are sealed, oh God, from this day forward in the name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God, that they will spend out eternity with you, that tomorrow will be tomorrow, God, because it will be tomorrow with you. And so we just said thank you, oh God, that you have them covered. We come against anything that would attempt to come against them. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. And thank you, God. Thank you, God. You all may have your seats really quick. I would just have a couple of announcements um, that are going to come up. I'll start with this first. If you did not have time to give, um, then please um, do. We have one of our safety um, officers at the door. If you need to give by envelope or check or cash, we have um, Monique over in the corner. If you need to swipe um, by debit card, um, we also have where you can give online. Our cash app is New A. Aliante, that dollar sign, new A, Aliante. And do put your name in there so that we can give you credit. Um, we also, you can give by text, and that's 77977, New Antioch. I feel the Holy Spirit in here, you are. Um, text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word. You can also go to our website, New Antioch, hyphen Aliante at newantioch.org. Hit the uh, donate button and follow the, the prompts all the way through. Um, and so thank you for that if you did not have an opportunity. Um, uh, for the men that are in the room, men that are in the room, we are pressing this date and we're pressing it early. Um, Dr. O. Wineri, who is here, he has a men's conference that is coming up. We are partnering with him as a ministry. Uh, please sign up for this men's conference. It is you are enough, y'all. He has assembled some of the best speakers in and out of this city. Bring your young boys, bring the young adult men, and men, you all gather and do what men do. I have never been allowed to sit in a gathering where there's only men. The only thing that I know is when they come out, there is a power in the room. My husband has gone, my brothers have gone, and I see these men come back, and they are charged up. And so I am asking you to, uh, Dr. O'Wineri is right here in the back, do sign up for that. You all, guess what is free? It's a free conference. And so make sure that you sign up for that. It is going to be uh, March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd. And it's starting at 9 a.m. And he has a day that is packed um, to pour into these men. And we understand, men, that you need it. Um, and so come out. Don't pass by the filling station. Don't keep going by the filling station and say, oh, I know I need to stop, but I think I can make it. Up. I know I need to stop, but I think I can make it. Go ahead and stop and fill up. Um, and he has assembled the group for you to be able to, um, to do that. The next thing that I want to share, and you all, please don't miss this. I can't tell you how important this is. And this is, um, we have a, a community center here. It's called ACS Community Center. We have an open scholarship fund that is open right now. It's not going to stay open for long. But if you have any people that are seniors in high school or those who are currently in college, have them to apply for this scholarship. It's not as rigorous the application process as some other scholarships. Actually there's a 500 word essay and just proof that you plan on attending school. They really did loosen up the restrictions for this one. Give it to everybody that you know. Y'all they got money to give. And we have students that are struggling to get to college or finish college, pay for books, get what they need. And this one they're going to give to the students. They're not going to make you wait and send it to the school and you might get it. Come on and sign up. Um, it is through ACS Community Services. If you need more information, get the information. The QR code is there. There is a flyer out on the table. I just don't want you all to miss it. And we have a number of students that's right here that's graduating high school this year, and they're on their way to college. We have students that are in college that are trying to finish 
They're just trying to get done, and they need an extra boost. And so do have them to sign up for that. Um, the other um, announcement that we have is Kingdom Academy. This is a training ministry. We do have our own academy, and our first um, six, uh, yeah, six weeks are coming up. This is our spring session. And so they're going to start on February 12th. Y'all don't keep sitting around. Tomorrow may not be tomorrow. Um, don't keep sitting around. We have some fantastic teachers. Our classes this session is dealing with people, dealing with God's people, God's way, effective communication, the New Testament gospel and acts, the Old Testament survey. Y'all want to know what are these books all about and what are these stories all about? Come and learn. Stop saying, I don't know the Bible. I don't understand this. We're making a way for you to understand that. And we also have um, our Leadership One. And even all of the classes this time are online. So they're making it very convenient for you so you don't have to be in one place. Just log on, get on your computer, and be in class. Um, the other thing that our pastor, by the way, I am Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster. Our lead pastor, our covering pastor is Dr. Naida Parson. She's not in on today, but she has a kingdom leadership class. She's a trained John Maxwell instructor. I don't know if you all know who John Maxwell is, but he is a known leadership trainer all around the world. She has gone and paid to be one of his certified instructors. She does this class. I, I don't know if she's going to do it twice, but she's going to do it this year. It starts February 9th. It's for one hour on Fridays, y'all. It's intensive. The Dr. Parson that we get over here is not the Dr. Parson that we get when she's in there she is serious about you getting what she has in that class and so do sign up for it she had to pay for the course I won't even say what it costs for her to be there but it's free to you but she can only take 20 people she can only take 20 so if you want to sign up for that do that at the welcome table um, on today you all we need you um, to get those things done just a couple more things this next Sunday is communion Sunday oh Jesus said do this in remembrance of me and so bring somebody back with you for communion Sunday and so we will have communion Sunday on um, this coming week also this Sunday is first Sunday in February and I want you to know that we have a special series that is going to be coming up all of February. Um, I think Sean has my, oh, it's so small. Sean has my fire. But this is the Jesus Love. It's Marriage and Family Month. Every Sunday. Oh, I got a few people that's I'm glad about that. Every Sunday in February, we're going to talk about marriage and family every Sunday. And so the first Sunday is going to be um, the house that marriage built. Ooh. And then the second Sunday is going to be mind your own business. Mind your own business. Uh, and then the next one is going to be the others. I don't know if y'all ever saw the horror movie with the others. We're going to talk about the others. And then the last Sunday is going to be let's stay together. And so bring your friends, bring your married friends, those of you who desire to be married. I had a great conversation with Champagne, uh, a quick word yesterday, and she was like, well, can the single people come? To, I said, absolutely, because why are you waiting to know about marriage until you get married? Come and get everything that you need. And so invite a friend. You all come out, especially on the others. All of family stuff, you all be here, be here. And so I did want to share that with you. That starts on next Sunday. And you'll be getting more information, more reminders about that the whole time. Um, we're doing a prayer walk today. For those of you who did not know, that's probably why Pastor Renee has on her shoes. Uh, Victoria got on her walking shoes. I got my walking shoes in the car. You all, we have a mandate to pray in the one-mile radius around our church. We got some streets that we need to cover. I know the game is on today. So we're going to take 30 minutes, hit the streets, and then you can go home and finish watching the game if you all are football people. So prayer walk people, meet me up front. Go ahead and greet our guests, but then you come back and meet me up front so we can get our marching orders and get on out of here. Um, House of Antioch, we had a fabulous weekend. 
We were in our leadership conference. If you all do not know, we are three campuses. We are one church in three locations. And so our pastor issued a, a challenge that she wanted to see which campus could be the most united all three days of the conference. Can I tell you that the leaders in the house showed out? I don't want to brag too bad because we might have some folks from the other campuses that's still in the room. Oh, oh, Kathy's over here. Kathy, Kathy's from Central. Y'all did real good. But Aliante showed out. And we won. <laughs> and we won. It's great for us to be unified in that way. And I want you to know that you're invited to be unified with us in that way. Y'all, we cut up in there. They, they didn't know what to do with us. We was coming from the left and the right. But that was fantastic. Thank you, T, for everybody that showed up. And then one more announcement. Today is Minister Lamia Richardson's birthday. She's over there pretty in pink with a sparkling. Oh, she looked like she ready to have a party today. She holds us down. She is an ordained minister in the house. She is the director of children's ministry. She sits on the executive board. She does whatever we need her to do. I tell y'all what, we were so prepared for whatever they might throw at us. Uh, minister Lamia came in with a bag. She said, what they want? I got it in my bag. Whatever they throw at us, I got it in my bag. I absolutely loved it. And so uh, that is all for this week. Come back on Sunday for communion. Be ready for uh, marriage and family. Um, come starting on this month. And let's stand all over the place. Once again, I would like to thank all of our visitors for coming. I pray, I pray that you are blessed. We declare that everyone who steps foot in New Antioch shall be blessed. And so thank you for being here on this afternoon. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for, for these, your people. Thank you for Pastor Rene and the word that has gone forth on today. I thank you, Jesus, that you saved. I thank you that you saved us, oh God, and that you're still saving. We thank you for grace, God. We thank you that we are not forgotten. And we thank you, God, that you're sending us out until this week. Let us find one to introduce, oh God, to you. Let us find just one to let them know that Jesus saves. And so we bless you, God. Keep us and watch over us. Bring us back together at the end of time. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And thank you, Lord. Y'all love on somebody. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We'll see you next week on another episode of the NACF Podcast. If you're looking for a church home, we have three locations conveniently located in the Vegas in the Las Vegas Valley. We have our, our, our central campus at 2917 West Washington. Service time is at 9 a.m. Sunday mornings. We have our Aliante campus located at 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada. Service time is at 12.30 p.m. on Sundays. And we have our Sunrise Christian Fellowship. Their service time is at 6 p.m. on Saturday night at 4344 West Cheyenne. So, hey. Come on in, meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose at any one of our three campuses. 